Alright, you know what I'm going to say, but I'm just going to give you a heads up before we get started. This is going to contain some explicit content like adult language and depiction of body anatomy. Please be advised that this podcast might not be suitable for all audiences. On today's episode is Lindy Van Reinsberg. She is the organizer of Wild at Heart as a female sexuality coach. Topics of discussion. Of course, ladies, this is about Tantra sexuality and how to explore and get to know your body. Please give a warm welcome to Everbless Lindy Van Reinsberg. How are things for you? You're cold? You look very cold. <laughs> yes, it's minus four where I am. It's winter in that area? Yes. Okay. We are in Texas, USA, and it's, what, 83 Fahrenheit right now? So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I won't, I'm not sure how to approach it correctly, but I do have a couple of questions <laughs> that I did add. I looked into your um, link tree and did. I love that you speak, you speak your multilingual, correct? I said Afrikaans. Yes, well done. Okay. And Look at English. You. Look at you. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> One of these days you're going to speak it. I would love to. That's one of my goals. It's like, I want, I'm trying to figure out what would be the coolest language to add on to all the other crazy stuff that I can do. I love linguistical <laughs> stuff. I love learning about culture and languages. So the more, the merrier for me. Um, wow. But it's so awesome that you get to speak um, many tongues. So that's awesome. So and I know when you're dealing with this as a sexual coach, you probably will want to reference the actual grammatical words for the body so I want to keep it real because technically I tell my children the appropriate words for their anatomy and a lot of mm. people use other analogies and I'm thinking when I came to Texas it was um and I used to work in a pet grooming store and there was one of the women who was teaching me how to groom and clip and trim around the uh, private areas of the dogs and she was like well, make sure you don't clip the hoo-ha. And I'm like, the what, what? <laughs> the what, what? <laughs> and she's like, girl, the hoo-ha. I'm like, the hoo-wow, yee-haw. <laughs> that, could, that could be quite fun. Yeah, so no, I'm like... Gonna, I'm going to do something. <laughs> So that was a that was a, a interesting learning lesson of anatomy one on one on animals. So now the, now that I own dogs, I'm like, girl, don't be dragging your hoo ha around on the carpet, girl. You better go on outside for that. <laughs> but I use, I mean, I have all boys. I mean, I prefer children to understand and be comfortable with their bodies. Because as an adult, it becomes like secretive and also becomes a very bad sexual habit where they think it's considered inappropriate to touch themselves or inappropriate to, and it becomes on top of that, it, be, it turns into something completely horrible and dark and suspicious. And 
I'll jump right into it. So let's do this, sure. right? Let's do this. <laughs> enough, enough, enough dinking or dicking around. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just loose. No pun intended. Genius. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, cool. I added on a couple of more questions because as I was listening to some of your previous recordings, I thought that me personally, and I think a lot of women wanted to know this, and I'm just kind of speak out for the rest of the listeners that I, I believe they will probably ask the same question. So, you know, everyone's human. Everyone has cool things about their past and how they got to where they got to and what made them make this choice and journey as to being a sexual coach, specifically dealing with Tantra, correct? Yes. Okay, cool, cool. We'll dig right into that in a second. So one of the questions that I had is, um, what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? Okay, that will be facing my sexuality. Mm -hmm. If I say facing that, it would be working on my sexuality was the most courageous thing I've ever done before. It's not something that you get to work on nobody speaks about working on their sexuality because it's mm -hmm. a very it's a very nuanced term um but you really need to work on your sexuality because it doesn't we have this false idea it just happens <laughs> right so you know i would say that my sexuality sexuality okay yeah it's, uh, it took me a long time to appreciate my body being an only child I didn't have the parents guidance so I literally had to learn and explore on my own so that was probably one of the things I struggled with but as I am now um, seeing my body transform and change and become uh, no longer the ugly duckling <laughs> so I really am appreciative of what my body has become and what my body can create it can create life it can create um, such beautiful things and the outcome um, dealing with relationships and, and appreciating who I am. And um, it's just been an interesting journey for me. So uh, when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? I don't. Um, when I saw this question, I, I gave it a feeling and I, I don't really in the past if I would had a bad day I would go judging myself and because um, we as human are taught to feel summer all the time if I say summer we are taught to be happy all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> and not embracing the bad day whatever the bad may be to you um, but initially when I got that question from you is I I don't get a bad day anymore and if per se I have a bad day I have a presence on keeping myself in that moment and not wishing that moment over so I just love myself and be more gentle as what what I was if I wasn't a good day mm -hmm. per se mm. so I would would say much more love in that process for okay. myself and compassion I go with the season so if I'm in one day let's say one day um, I could be in winter in the morning and then five seconds later I can be my mood changed like like all seasons in a in one year and one day okay so 
So to to just clarify what you're asking, I don't keep it in the summer. I just allow what the moment brings for me, and I be fully in that season. So oh, okay. even even if it's winter. Or I'm I'm saying that, like if I'm happy, I'm hundred percent happy. Then if I'm over to the other uh, other um, anger, anger or ecstasy or bliss or whatever the mood is, um, and because your human expression is so full of all this goodness of being human, um, I don't allow myself to get stuck on whatever my emotion is. Okay. All right, that makes sense. I my, I might have misunderstood you, but that thank you for clarifying that. That helps out a lot. <laughs> I like that analogy. I like that. This I taught myself through the tantra. I had I didn't be I wasn't like that always. Feel the weather, feel the seasons, and um, mm. but then once that season is over, it makes sense. You should shift it to something more lighter, something more because it's you know life and is it, short. It, and and uh, look at nature; it shifts aut- automatically. It doesn't have, it doesn't need your intervention. And what we do as humans, when we we don't, in, in especially in our sexuality, we don't allow ourselves to be fully in our winter. So we just push, 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 and our bodies needs to go through that whole season. What we think it should do, you should do this now. <laughs> and then we like. Okay, um, I'm in winter, but I'm in summer now. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So it can be very distressing for our bodies. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wonder, it doesn't live in harmony because it doesn't colorate with all your being, if you Mm -hmm. refer to that type of speech. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Thank you so much. Could you tell me what would be a favorite family tradition that you do? Okay, um, I also gave this uh, a feeling to it. Um, so specifically, we have with my family growing up, we used to celebrate. I say used to because I have my own family now. Mm-hmm. And when I created my own family, I had to go or had to let go of a lot of my prescribed ideas I took from my, my mom and dad. So when I started my own family, um, I had to work through the stuff that I don't want to incorporate into my family mm-hmm. and make new ideas. So I didn't bring stuff over to my family, my, my family that's now. Mm-hmm. But my, for my mom and dad's side, um, we used to celebrate Christmas. And then also we had this big, big eat um, I, I think my my grandma would spend like forever. I think weeks to make this, <laughs> and we would eat it like in five seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, needless to say, and then we, we were. I like the the fact that you said you would go walk. We we didn't have a, a tradition like that, but we would just talk, talk and have have tea afterwards or so. But in my household growing up as a child, uh, we would every Sunday afternoon, my my mom and dad would um, make us a cup of tea and then we'll bond for that moment. So that was a kind of a, it's not a tradition, it was a a thing each each week. Um, In a a tradition in in my, um, my family today that I married into is, um, I, I actually make it every day. I say, 
uh, that we, we don't celebrate Christmas. Uh, we're not very festive and we don't really do, we, we, we're really against the norm. So mm-hmm. everything they celebrate, like Valentine's Days, all those days, we say that must be every day. Why are we making specific days for this? So exactly. each day before each day before we get up, we celebrate something for, for that day. Mm-hmm. And every night before we go sleep, we celebrate the day that's, that's, that is past. That's awesome. So, yeah, we keep that every day. So, just to be in that gratefulness for being alive. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I think one of the things that I do with my family currently, because I have not, just like you, I haven't carried on some of the traditions that I was brought up in. So, my current family with my three boys, I'm a single mom, but I think what I've learned to enjoy is try to start the day um, kind of by myself, but then gradually bring in my furry flatmates. I, you know, have them <laughs> join me. And uh, and then, of course, my son, who was just rubbing his eyes, um, comes up and he, he does his ritual where he has to eat about six to ten times a day. So I have all that. <laughs> So I have all that kind of prepped for him. Like, um, but then at night, I always, even though I haven't been able to do it and I should do it, I used to do it when I was, my son is, my oldest son is 25 years old. But when he was younger, I used to um, read him books right before bed. But now, because I work night shift before he goes to bed, <laughs> all three of them, I usually kiss him on the forehead before I go and it's always I love you I'll see you tomorrow because the type of job that I work at night is driving I drive eight hours in some really shady places um, behind industrial parks that could be my last night that I would um, say anything positive to my kids so that's considered to me currently that's what I do. I kiss them. I say, I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Sweet dreams. So, you know, if I, if, if that night is the night that I will be passing on, um, I will be haunting them, but either way. So, uh, yeah, I did tell my oldest son that I was going to haunt him. He's like, you know what? That's pretty cool because I still will need you around anyways. Cause, uh, keep me in line I'm like you betcha <laughs> but isn't isn't that beautiful the way that you're expressing that um um my my greatest um I don't want to see it as a negative but I, I would say is my family the dearest people it's anyone's I mean mm-hmm. it's I'm looking for the word but I don't know what the word is to describe it but that that feeling of expressing that gratefulness of their existence mm-hmm. um, like you, you say like giving that kiss as if it was the last kiss yeah, uh, you know that it's having that beginner's mindset, not taking something for granted. Yes. Oh gosh, no. I've I've learned that um, with all the things that I've gone through. Oh my gosh, that's with another podcast. <laughs> that was probably okay, the one. Go, go look for it. <laughs> I said I will never be distant. If they ever need me, I am there. And I've always told my kids at a young age about their sexuality. Um, about their boundaries, who should touch them, who should not, if it should be allowed, what age, when you should get married, where, when should I purchase the shotgun? Um, you know, <laughs> you know all those crazy stuff. So at a very young age, I taught them about that. And I said, I, I will never be, I will never have my kids unprepared for this world and appreciate their bodies like I should have learned 
um, uh, with, the, with the help of a parent. You know, you would think they're the moon and the stars for you, but um, some people don't have the the that in their lives. So it's enough of me just going off the wind here. But <laughs> I, I, I would like to share something while yes. we're saying that is, um, and I love that you share that at a young age to celebrate your bo- uh, your children's body because that is really my, my coaching um, methodology works like this because I we really have to um, reparent ourselves and start feeding this inner child that didn't get love and attention as a child mm-hmm. and that is the core of my methodology so we dive into that as well oh so cool. um, yeah we do that um, and that is that is really deep stuff that is. Not even that. I mean, if I could go into that is when you're a little, when you just start that out as a baby, um, you you signal from the area and I get this a lot. Um, so we get signals that your needs are not met. Say if you cry and you see your mom's not coming and then you say, hang on, um, I can't trust this world or I can't trust my mom and dad because they're not giving me my needs. And a lot of those uh, abandoned stuff uh, starts there and we don't realize that mm-hmm. um, and and not even that that plays out into your sexuality as well oh yeah of Cause course because that, that that is very intimate places that is so the bedroom can aim, actually be like a like a playground um, I want to say playground but I mean it's it's two kids being foolish and you know like me it's it's not a child's play mm-hmm mm. That's interesting. And I was just thinking while you were saying that, I'm like, our lives, in a way, begin and end in the bedroom. We're Mm -hmm. created in the bedroom. We live there. We have our sexual relationships or we have our rest or we have family time where kids jump on our bed and try to scare us when they wake up or or handing a little breakfast for Mother's Day or some other type of celebration. And then we die there. You know, you want to be home. You want to be surrounded by your loved ones. So it's like everything begins and ends there. And some people just don't have the um, the ability to to understand the, the the bits and pieces of what we're going to talk about. The you know dealing with the sexuality coaching and tantra. I mean, that takes place there. I mean, it could probably take place everywhere else. I mean, I've one of the things that I've heard about is you can christen every room if you want to, but however, <laughs> everything pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean by Christy. I know. I understand. <laughs> so as a child, what did you wish to become when you grew up? This one, I had no clue how to answer you. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't really know how, what I wanted to become. Um, I was never set out. I never said, I, I want to be this. I want to be this. I never did that. I would say I lived for a moment, but I was learned that living for the moment is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, this is actually weird that I'm saying this. I was always like that. And then somehow I I was taught that, that that's not how it works. That's no, no. Now you need to plan, lady. Now you need to do this. You need to do it. So I had so many, you need to do this. So I had to unlearn. So I had to be something. And then as soon as I was something, I said, wait, but is that how I am? So yes, I just, I would say just coming back to my own self again, um, my original essence as a child, 
and um, bringing that childlike qualities within myself and still being a grown-up but not losing my essence that mm-hmm. I've lost I don't know if that's something becoming it's actually a, a way of being <laughs> mm-hmm. so mm, yeah I say that I, I mean there was with the imagination that I had as a child, I think I still have that imagination. I just, I want to be something like, I want to do that somersault yeah. triple turn with a 360 twist. That's not going to happen at 43, but I'm going to try to believe that I can do it. it in yeah, my mind, in I, yeah, in my mind, I can see myself like doing a 10, but you know, <laughs> in real life, I'm like, oh my God, my back. <laughs> just the thought of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hear you. <laughs> when when I start when I say that to people what I do, I um I all, all often think, but that's not actually. I just do it for the show because I'm actually, and you know, like me, you're actually a list of things. You're not just this one one career. Yes. Um, or this your initial things. Like I say, I'm a tantra sex coach. Um. Okay. Great. But I am a mother, I'm a lover, I'm a friend, I'm a mother. So I'm in essence sense, a person that reclaims your, like I just mentioned, um, your wholeness yes. into your sexuality and your sacredness, um, back into that because there's mixed signals in society today. So these questions I'd be like well I'm not just this I'm everything I can be anything I want to be and you are you are you're a mother you're you are dealing with tantra sexual coaching but you also are you know you have a a relationship with another person you are I'm a homeschool mommy but I've always I've always been um and the other side, <laughs> the extreme side. So, and uh, what else am I? I'm a very, um, very deep person. I, mm-hmm. I love soulful. Um, if you're not a lingo with that term, I'm. I, I love talking about serious stuff. Um, I'm a very deep person. So, th- I'm like, okay, I can be funny, but I want to go where it makes all. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Please tell me more. And I, I know some of the things, I'll just get into the nitty gritty. So what is the most mistaken thing about a woman's body? Like some of the things that people say is a taboo or um, men say, oh, well, women's bodies, you know, if you do this, you know, you'll get this reaction. But every woman's body is completely different. So what is the most mistaken thing that you hear kind of debunk, I guess you could say? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I love the fact that you reflecting back to me that it is everybody's bodies is different. And um, the whole um, scene we have about the topic itself is seen a certain way and it's put on a, a box like that. And to you, it can be different. And to me, it can be different. And it's, uh, let's say if, if I say go wild, because my, my business name is Wild at Heart, mm-hmm. but my wild can be, be mean different than your wild. So it's finding your, your element of wildness and letting that out. So the misconcept is if you use certain words, 
in a um, in a structure where there is like males or so, they misinterpretate the whole um, words because they they've been programmed a certain way. Mm-hmm. And um, till now, it's been we we've been focused on men. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, we only got a say as a woman. So to us, it's a new topic, and we're still exploring ourselves. What is it that we really like? And do we like it like the way you say we like it? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and is and is getting that co-created space when you're together or when you um, creating together. It's finding your your essence in that all. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not a specific spot, but um, like you say, it's totally different. But um, it's coming back to, and that was my that was my biggest lesson when I had had um, said to my husband, "Listen, I'm going to go um, search for whatever the, they they say I'm going to search. Can I just put you on hold for nine months or so? Maybe longer, maybe shorter." And he was like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be back, guys." Eh? <laughs> <laughs> So and and then it's just go, going to find what you really like and your desires before you can even ask it from someone else. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, one of the things I think also exploration of our own bodies helps us understand mm-hmm. even more what our partners can do to um increase or mi- mimic that type of pleasure. So tell me more exactly, um, explain to listeners about what is a uh, sexuality coach. Okay, um, I'll explain to you first the Tantra. Yes. The Tantra, it, it means, it's an Eastern, Eastern philosophy or tradition that is originally from Japan um, and slash hash um, India. And many gurus thought it's still teach it today and there's different levels of it but um, getting to the point of Tantra it is the word itself is meant woven together so it says all your aspects of it says we're not just this physical body there's all aspects of yourself and it's bringing all those aspects even even like if you relate to energy bringing that in and even qualities that you've lost when you were a, a child like mm-hmm. i said that was where we bring that together and we woo in it woove that together so in essence tantra says there's no bad or the or there's no good it's just a separation from it's the same queen so it's mm-hmm. coming back into that balance and then a sexuality coach is yet again Sexuality has many aspects that it can root into. Sexuality, like I said, I don't want to define it in a box because your sexuality can be different than mine. But it, mm-hmm. it, it's an essence sense your your prana, your life force energy. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's the the orgasmic nature of our existence. Yes. So a coach in essence sense is a, a but in my country where I am, it's a very nuanced term. So. I don't know. I know in America, I think it's more known um, for a coach. But um, what it is, uh, I get clients and then I start questioning what is it that you really want. And I start seeing where it is that you're exactly having blockages. And we discover that 
what is holding you back. I don't know if you ever heard about the term a uh, body mind. Do you know what that is? Yes and no, but you could probably do a little bit of an expl- explanation to the listeners. I think once they listen to this. Peter Levine, it's Dr. Peter Levine, has a whole thing about this. And it's coming back to the felt sense of your body. And um, he says, well, not he, there's a, a lot of studies out there that says the mind can't comprehend uh, the mind can cannot comprehend feelings always, but that's what I'm, that's not what I'm going to say now. Um, is there is a mind behind your mind, uh, so it thinks in sensations. So if you're in your mom's fetus, um, the first thing you're in touch with before you um, before, and I mean even, even in 25, your cortex is fully formed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you don't have that capacity to think as yet. And that's, that is why you, as your old mom, you, you give the t- t- children guidance because their capacity is not there yet. So what happens before that age is we go on total feelings. So um, it's coming back to that feeling sensation, that inner world where your feelings is. And mm-hmm. it's called the body-mind. Um, at any given moment, coming back and working with the natures of all your seasons within your body. And um, yeah, just um, using that. And that's what, in essence, we do. (laughs) I do. So, of course, I would, um, before starting with a client, I would test her, well, not test, let me rather reframe that word. I will see her level of her comfort zone. Um, so it to her, um, normally I work with uh, ladies, obviously, um, is they can choose to have the video on or off and I'll guide them exactly step by step what's happening and what to do. Or I'll, if the comfort level of the person is uncomfortable with just that and me seeing them or not being on the camera, I'll just guide them, point them, and send them a, a, a video or audio for them to do at home. Okay. And that's homework. Oh, uh, work sounds not nice. I want to home play. Home play. I'll there you go. Home play. Home play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very interesting. Yeah, I, I think one of the other questions is um, – how many levels are there in reaching your sexual climax or satisfaction with yourself, with your partner, etc.? Hectic. <laughs> Do you have the word hectic in your language? Do you Hec- understand? Yes, hectic. Um, because in regards to levels, because uh, what I also, I'm in trauma informed, so um, I know there's a lot of trauma in this work I do. So I work hand in hand with somebody that is trauma uh, like trained. So it depends how many people had done this um, body work because our body keeps a lot of lot of cellular um, memory. So um, in regards to that, it's like peeling an onion and then peeling another one and peeling another piece. Um, so it isn't there isn't quite levels but to give you an idea it took a lot of years for me to be in a where i could know what my nerve system wanted and not go by reaction and where i can now be able to 
see oh hang on this is a pattern of myself so it took a lot of years to get there I don't know if that answers your question yeah no I because I know that orgasms can be a variety of of Mm. ways there's a variety there's a and there is intensity in each different or orgasm depending on so I mean I know there's been some type of you know there was clinical research <laughs> if someone wants to get familiarized with their body what would be one of the I guess a key point or an I a suggestion as to how they would go in doing that if they were wanting to get to know themselves okay so to know your body is to go within so in essence sense i mean you get naked every day when you get dressed and undressed so that's easy uh, but really connecting um to your inner world mm-hmm. um going within and exploring with yourself even if if you want to start with your mouth and your finger in your mouth but that is where the cultivation comes in of this curiosity of this innocent and beginning at the beginning's mindset because so many times when I started off um, making time for myself and I'm like this is so boring what am I doing here and there's a lot of programming that goes with that itself mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like uh, like you said as well I think it comes to what what you asked there is layers to it because then you go deeper and then you're like okay no this is not this but it's it's all about it's all about the exploration because not one looks the same but it's getting yourself putting yourself a bath on if it relax you getting yourself or nice oils and then really um like i said is take a mirror and spend time with yourself and go into the places where where you were afraid to go because that that those parts are the only parts that we neglect mm-hmm. and we use it for certain functions but there's certain nerve endings in our pelvic area that is made only for pleasure it's mm-hmm. made for nothing else and if this is a sad fact if we don't use it it goes away so it's like a muscle all that muscles there and that's why we have prolapse um because people don't use that muscles and yo that is playing with it squeezing it um exploring it with your hands um you know and th- th- those is all also uh, the type of teachings i do to uh, cultivate what they can do mm-hmm. you know but it, i mean you can that's as far as the censored part I can go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, no, it's... Um, you had an additional information you'd like to share with the listeners? Something I would recommend, it's... Is it the pathway within? Is you're not doing it for anyone. I'm not telling you to do it. And the podcaster isn't telling you to do it, Jasmine. Go explore for yourself. Do it with such, such such reference that there's a sacredness to it. Mm-hmm. And even the sacredness and the compassion, whatever arises in that moment, that you keep a space for that as well. 
because those aspects that comes up with with you being with yourself and exploring yourself is the aspect that needs to be seen and felt and heard. So I, I would leave them with that. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, thank you so much for that. Now, is there if someone wanted to know more information about you and how would they be able to reach out and contact you if that was okay with you? Sure, they can get me on the social media platforms at Wild at Heart by Lindy. And it is such okay. a pleasure, Lindy. I appreciate Thank your you. time. Thank you for you. Yes, okay, ma'am. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Noise Paloo Zion Podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast, please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.